Oh boy, we got. Oh boy. <laughs> you good ween. Ween? You being a good girl today. You just been good girls. You and the Sadie dog. Yeah, there's no sound better than that. An ice cold, refreshing V8. <laughs> if you guys believe in drinking a V8, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell you. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is me. Your boy, Stu McAllister, with me as always are the two dogs. Thank you for being here, dogs. Where else are you going to be? You don't go outside. Oh, hey, cow. Cow cat showed up. How's it going? Oh, you're doing good? That's good to hear. I got a uh, diffuser. For those who follow along, there have been some problems with cats. The new cat, Shrimpy. I call her Dimpy or Dimps. Shrimpy Dimpy. It's become Dimpy or Dimps. Uh, for whatever reason, she's become physically aggressive towards Cow Cat. And that's just weird because Cow doesn't give a fuck. He's like, oh, a new cat in the house? Whatever. I'm still going to get the same amount of food. I don't give a shit. Whatever. There's plenty of space in this house. <laughs> And for whatever reason, Shrimpy Dimpy just goes at him. It's very odd. Thankfully, she does not have claws, and he does not have claws. They ain't going to do any damage. So I tried to use the, these common collars on the cats, and both Cow and Shrimpy somehow managed to partially get them off their neck, uh, but they just went into their mouths. <laughs> So as if these two cats had some sort of weird sex ball gag thing going on in their mouth. Uh, except it's like a fucking scented candle <laughs> that's now in their mouth. So thankfully I caught them both uh, relatively quickly, I, th I think. And just had to cut it off. And I didn't have it on. I had it on pretty tight. Uh, so they had, they have this uh, diffuser thing. God damn it, Sadie dog. Sadie dog found a tissue <laughs> and then just started eating it. She's like, whatever. <laughs> this is my life, everybody. This is my life. I got uh, cats that just want to fight. Cats that pee on the back porch, dogs eating whatever the fuck's in front of them. So I got this diffuser, and I guess it's kind of like a... Uh, look at it as like one of those Glade air freshener things that you plug into the wall. Except this thing is pumping out like pheromones. And it's, uh, it's supposed to calm the cats. I got it off of uh, Amazon. I had uh, several people recommend it to me. I'm like, all right, I will give it a shot. And I, I plugged it in yesterday for the first time. So, you know, I'm not, not expecting a lot of results the first day. But hopefully after like a week or two, these fuckers will calm the shit down. 
And I just want Shrimpy Dimpy. She spends the majority of her time in the basement. I just want her to spend her time up here with the rest of us. Go upstairs, Dimps. The fuck? There's nothing in the basement for you. No one else cares about you. No one's going to fuck with you, Dimps. So hopefully that uh, thing does what it does. The diffuser does what it do. And in my shipment, with the diffusers, and a couple extra cartridges, trying to think ahead, I bought myself <laughs> a pair, I don't know why they call it a pair, a pair of coveralls, everybody. I bought myself some coveralls. Why? I don't know. I, I fucking don't know why. I don't know why I bought coveralls. Do I need them? No. Do I work in conditions where coveralls would be needed? Not really. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not any of that shit. And on top of it, everybody, I just didn't buy regular coveralls. Fuck no. Regular coveralls are fucking for weirdos. <laughs> I bought red coveralls. <laughs> Short-sleeved Red coveralls. Why? I Again, I don't know. I wanted a pair. It's just, it went in my brain. I get these weird things in my brain. And uh, it's hard for me to ignore them. When I get some of these ideas or whatever, these thoughts in my brain, it's hard for me to ignore them. And that was one that was in my brain. And I actually bought a pair prior to the red ones but they were um they didn't fit even though i bought tall they were very short in the legs uh it was like i was wearing floods and the crotch just rode right up into my balls and it was incredibly uncomfortable of course you guys all know my balls hang down to my knees so didn't take a whole lot for them to ride up in my balls but, uh, so I sent those back and I'm like, well, I guess they weren't Dickies. And I'm like, fuck, I guess I just got to get Dickies, I guess. Dickies is the king, king of coveralls. And, uh, sure as fuck, I got them yesterday. Put them on, they fit comfortably. They fit so nice. Like a fucking glove. So do I know what I'll do with them? Fuck no, I have zero clue. Will I ever wear them again? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I just bought something to uh, wear once, take a picture of it, put it on Facebook, and, uh, and then now I'm done with it. What do I know? I used my gift card that I got from Donating Blood. I got a $15 gift card. I used that, so that helped diffuse the cost. That was nice. Last night, I also went, I mentioned this on the Patreon, I went and... Uh, Got pictures taken for my Christmas card. For those who don't know, I'm assuming the majority of you do know. I've made a very big to-do over Christmas cards. I think it was seven, eight years ago. I was writing Christmas cards. I was in Duluth, Minnesota. I will always remember this because I got into Duluth a day early because they were like, oh God, there's going to be snowstorms. And uh, come a day early if you can. So I went a day early, just checked in the hotel. I got nothing to do. I'm writing out Christmas cards. And I wrote Christmas cards to everybody that I would have. And I had 
leftovers. I think I had like eight leftovers. I'm like, what am I going to do with these eight Christmas cards? They're just going to sit in my house for a fucking year? Screw that. So I made a a post on Facebook. I was like, hey, I got extra Christmas cards. If you would like a Christmas card, let me know. And I got a shit ton of requests for Christmas cards. And I had many people say, this will probably be the only Christmas card I get. And I was like, ah, fuck, that's horrible. That is horrible, horrible news. I don't like to hear that. So everyone who requested a Christmas card, I got them a Christmas card. They were all store-bought. And then the next year, I kind of did the same thing. I bought, like, I got, like, a pack of 50, a hundo, something like that. Same thing. Shot them out to people. Hey, who wants a Christmas card? A lot of fucking requests. So then I finally got my shit together, and I was like, oh, because uh, it was costing me a lot in postage to mail these things. So I was like, oh, I will just, uh, I will make my own, and I will do it as a postcard. And then I can have my own design. You know, I just did it through Vistaprint. I will have my own design. I will write things on the back that are fucking goofy as shit. And I think it's been six years now where I've done like my own individual postcard. And uh, people uh, have really taken a shine to it. I'm not patting myself on the back, but people tell me they're like, I have kept all of your Christmas cards and they are on my fridge. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it's a little eerie to me. It's, it's, it's incredibly nice, but it's also very weird that a person that I probably don't really know because a lot of the Facebook people I don't really know have my Christmas card on their refrigerator years later. But they are weird. They are weird. They're uh, Like one year I was uh, dressed up as a luchador Santa Claus. One year I wore a wedding dress. So they're all very weird, everybody. So uh, don't, don't expect like, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from me to you. It isn't like that. I swear a whole lot. When I write these things, I'm like, fuck this and fuck that and go fuck your mom. Shit like that. So uh, my friend Anna, I, I asked her, because the, the reason I even got them done yesterday was because, uh, I like I mentioned, I get them done through Vistaprint. Vistaprint has always done very good for me. I've gotten my business cards through Vistaprint. I've done um, the the postcards through Vistaprint. We I've actually ordered some calendars through Vistaprint. Fuck, I forgot. Someone actually suggested that I sell calendars. Fuck. Now I got a fucking... Ah, God. Ah, shit. Now that just put fucking ideas into my head that I don't want to have. Hmm. But anyway. All right. Anyway. Um... Vistaprint does like these sales and they had this like the semi-annual 40% off sale. So I'm like, oh fuck, I got to get this done or I'm going to miss out on sale because today was the last day to take advantage of it. And you know me, everybody, I'm cheap as fuck. If I get something on discount, I'm going to get something on fucking discount. So I said, I was like, Anna, Anna, can you take this picture for me? She's like, yup. Yes, I can. She actually said, it would be my honor to take your Christmas card picture. (laughs) 
So I had an idea already in my head. I picked her up, we found a location, we took some pictures. She took like 30, 40 pictures. We had some action shots and I actually used one that was an action shot. So very nice. It, it, it's, it's a super nice picture. I think, excuse me, everybody will be um, pleasantly surprised with the picture this year. They'll be like, oh, Stu did it again, that son of a bitch. And Anna always said, she's like, I'm, I'm very impressed with the fact that you all, that you do all the handwriting on the back of your Christmas cards. And I was like, well, that's just me. Um, I'm not, I am not downgrading anybody who does Christmas cards their own way. Um, you know, a lot of people just have like the very, uh, they print out whatever on the back. And it is the same for everybody, you know, it's a, uh, like I said, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year from us to yours or whatever, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying that's bad. What I am saying is that's not fucking me. That is not me. And I will write weird shit and I feel like I need to write it because over the years, uh, there have been so many requests for Christmas cards. It, like I said, the first year it was like, I don't know, 10, 20. And then it grew to 50, then it grew to 100. And then, like, legitimately, the last two years, it's been, like, 500 Christmas cards. And I just go bonkers if I keep writing the sh same shit. And I would feel bad if I just printed something out, which is not me. So I will, uh, it, are, all, are all the Christmas cards unique? Not, not necessarily. But everyone is handwritten. And everyone get something hopefully they find funny that I try to make them funny and they aren't necessarily the kind of things you want your kids to read <laughs> one year I asked the guy I said hey man you want a Christmas card and he's like well, what is it like I was like well it's non-traditional I'll probably swear in it whatever and he was like nah I don't want one <laughs> I was like alright man Okay, just trying to spread some Christmas joy. I know a lot of people don't have it. A lot of people spread it in their own different ways. But there you fucking go. So uh, be prepared. The day after Thanksgiving, that's when I start writing them, and that's when I start mailing them. So whenever Thanksgiving is, the day after is when this guy, Stu McAllister, will start fucking... Pumming out postcards. Today, today was an easy day at work. It was just a lot of driving. God, always a lot of driving. But um, so I get back to the warehouse, and I'm helping my boss clean the warehouse because we've just gotten a lot of shit. They're doing some stuff on these some of these carts. I'm like, all right. He asked me, he's like, all right, you gotta leave. I'm like, no. He's like, oh, you can help me out clean. That'd be great. So, you know, I'm helping him out. We're moving some shit. We're doing this or that. And then he, it's weird. In passing, he mentions to me something. And um, I don't know if I talked about it on the freebie. I know I definitely talked about it on the Patreon. I uh, One of the customers that I had to deal with the other day, huge shit bag, uh, I called him a carny to his face. To his face! 
Yes. Because he's acting like a goddamn carny. And I'm tired of the carny bullshit that I have to deal with this motherfucker. And I said, hey, man, this is some carny bullshit. Um, get your shit together. I don't think I quite said it like that, but that was the sentiment. And I do know I called him a carny. <laughs> Did I know it was wrong to call him a carny? Absolutely. Did it feel good to call him a carny? Fuck yeah, because this asshole needs to know what the fuck he is. There is a lot of demanding behaviors for a dude who's doing shit. So, not surprisingly, he called my boss to complain about me. That is your right. Feel free to do it. I'm a good customer. I'm a paying customer. Blah, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Blah, 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 blah. Well, first off, no, you're not a good customer. You're not. I've had to deal with this guy three times, and every time there's been problems. He's not a good customer. The very first time, I had to drive to his house three hours away, three hours one way to his house. He knew I was coming. The day before, they said, the driver will be at our house at 9 o'clock. Please plug in your freezer, and he will get your product. And I show up at 9 o'clock, banging on his door, ringing the doorbell. The dog's going fucking crazy inside. There's no one fucking there. No one's answering the door. There's no cars in the driveway, so I'm just assuming this fucking asshole's not there. I even call him. No one answers the goddamn phone. So I'm looking around, because this guy lives up in the fucking boonies. I'm sure he's a goddamn pedophile. He lives in the boonies. A lot of property. Just fucking weird as shit. And he's this fucking carny who legitimately is a carny. He, he has this fucking, like, barbecue business where he'll take a fucking, uh, the, the big fucking grill that's on a trailer. He'll fucking take it out to Walmart parking lots and sell shit. So he had this fucking shack there. So I look in the shack. I thought maybe the freezer was in the shack. It wasn't there. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm, I'm just like, I am now to the point where I'm like going, all right, is this motherfucker in the house? Is he dead? What the fuck? So I just walk around the house and I find the goddamn freezer. The freezer's outside, dirty as fuck. Um, there's water in it because um, it's not even plugged in, even though this guy was told the day before to fucking plug it in. And it's, fit, like I said, filthy shit. There's water in it. God knows how long the water's been in it. I'm just, I call, my, I call my boss and I said, hey man, let's just take the freezer from this asshole. Clearly he's an asshole. Let's take the freezer. But the boss is like, nope. Uh, dump the water out. Plug it in if you can. Uh, put 10 cases in there and put a chunk of dry ice on, on it. Because I had some dry ice with me. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. So, you know, this, this is like a half hour after I've already been there. I walk back to the front of the house and I see this old couple there. And I'm thinking, oh, is this old man the man that I'm supposed to be dealing with? Nope. He is the father of the fuckface of the fucking carny. And I'm like, oh, I'm here to meet the fuck, your carny son. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, he's inside. I'm like, well, I don't know. I've been banging on the door calling him. He hasn't been answering. And um, he's like, oh, let me, go. well, I'll go inside and go get him. And he goes inside. He comes back outside. He's like, oh, yeah, no, he was sleeping. Um, He's got to put on some pants and we'll come outside. He comes outside. This guy finally comes outside. And I'm like, all right, man, how many cases do you want? And he orders two cases, everybody. Two. A freezer will hold 20 cases. He buys two cases. That's like um, $105. 
I drove three hours one way to sell him $105 worth of product three hours back, six hours for $105. Does that make any business sense? No, I was going there specifically to see him, him alone, that's it. Is that good business? Fuck no. Is he a good customer? No, absolutely fucking not. And the other times I've dealt with him were just shit. Yesterday or two days ago when I delivered him was shit. So I had enough. I called him a carny. I didn't give a shit. He can go fuck himself. I had a post today where I said, good customer service should not have to entail suffering fools. And he was a fool. He is a fool. He needs to know that he's a fool. And I told him as much. And I keep telling my boss, we need to pull the freezer from this guy. We're not losing money. We're not losing money from taking it away from him. Then other fuckface, uh, I talked about this restaurant in town called BJ's. I've been there, I think now, two times to deal with a meltdown. They had another meltdown today. I told my boss, why aren't we pulling the freezer from this guy? Just pull. He's not selling anything. He's not selling anything. He... It's not selling anything. Just, we're not losing money from these assholes. We're going to lose aggravation. And that's that's the problem that I have, everybody. I, I like my job enough, but fuck, there's a bunch of fucking idiots that I deal with. The higher-ups are complaining about my hours because I've been working, like, you know, 50, 60 hours plus. Who, who, who's going to fucking do this shit? We need, this is when we deliver dots. This is July. This is not, I'm not working 60 hours in December. This is when we fucking sell dots. Why is the fucking like owner of the goddamn uh, white caps concerned about my business? Concerned about my hours? I don't get it. I don't just show up to work and go do it. My, bo- my boss tells me, hey, can you come in and do this? And I go fucking do it. Just weird. It's weird shit. My boss actually, he asked me today, he's like, can you work Saturday? I was like, do, do we need to ask the owner if I can work Saturday? Because here's the thing, too, everybody. Nobody else is fucking working like I do. The other three drivers don't give a fuck. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but nobody else is fucking doing it. So it's either you get bitched at for not doing it or you get bitched at for doing it. Lick my dick and suck my balls. Crazy. Do you guys deal with the same nonsense? I just want to tell I want to tell these people in charge you can't have it both ways. You can't expect to make money and then not pay your employees. Right? If you're asking your employees to work fucking crazy hours because there's all this work that needs to get done, and trust me everybody, they're not able to find anybody to work this job. This job is dumb as fuck. It's not a regular 9 to 5 job. The, the hours aren't the same. Not a lot of people can do it. Not a lot of people want to do the driving either. A lot of people will tell you, driving is taxing. It's physically taxing. I know you're just like, oh, you're just sitting there. It's still, it's physically taxing. Oh, fuck. I'm going to talk about a dumb job in a moment here. But uh, for those who don't know, 
I went and um, I finally saw a doctor yesterday. And uh, I take it back, everybody, it wasn't a doctor. I originally thought it was a nurse practitioner, not even a nurse practitioner. I was a physician's assistant, a good old PA. And can I tell you the difference between a PA and a nurse practitioner? Nope. All I know is that all of them can prescribe medication if you need it. And there you go. I, uh, again, everybody, I apologize. I got to take a whiz. I've been drinking a lot of beer. Um, do any of you guys listen to a podcast where the podcaster doesn't stop the podcast, but instead he just goes, <laughs> he takes a <laughs> It's absurd. It is absurd. And I apologize for it, everybody, as I shake off my wiener. I apologize for it. Um, if I didn't, uh, if I didn't go pee now, I would just have to stop the podcast, and that'd be the end of the podcast because uh, I'm stupid and I don't, I don't know how to edit things, and uh, I'm actually, I don't even really care. <laughs> if I don't care, why do you guys care? You guys shouldn't care. So um, I'll tell you this, everybody, I am, um, even though I haven't seen a doctor in 13 years, I haven't seen a medical professional in 13 years, I am healthier than 95% of you fucks. <laughs> Everything is good. Although apparently I'm shrinking. Oh my God. I knew it would come in. I knew it was coming, but I didn't think it would be here. I, I used to be 6'5". Now, apparently, I'm 6'4 and a half. I feel like I'm a, I'm a big, fat liar now if I tell people I'm 6'5". I'm gonna. <laughs> but inside, I'll feel like I'm a liar. <laughs> uh, and here, here's one thing I need to do, everybody. Um, I got to go get blood work, so I set an appointment for next week. I get blood work done. But I also need to, uh, I, I got to get, I got to have my colon checked. Apparently this is the thing. Doctors, medical professionals, they're real interested in your poop and your butthole. Apparently the secret to life is in your butthole. <laughs> Who knew, right? You would think you'd want to avoid everything to do with the butthole. You would think the, uh, the impending death and doom is in your butthole. But apparently it's the secret to life. Because the doctor said, okay, here you got two options. You can do the colonoscopy where you go into the hospital. You got to drink shit the night before. So you poop out your butthole for hours. You, you poop out your lungs and your liver and everything else. And then you come into the hospital the next day. They put you under. They shove a camera up your butthole. Uh, and then you go home and you're groggy and you feel like aliens raped you and then you're out for the day. I was like, oh, that sounds enticing, but what's choice number two? And she was like, all right, choice number two. There's this thing called Kohler Guard. Apparently there's commercials for it on TV. And she's like, they mail you this equipment and then you shit in a bucket. I'm like, all right, you had me at shit in a bucket. <laughs> so I opted for choice two to shit in a bucket. And uh, so I'm going to get Kohler Guard, and apparently I you shit in a bucket. 
and then you put some of your poop into vials, into a vile vial, and you send it back to the cola guard people. I I feel bad for the U.S. mail. <laughs> and uh, then they tell you if, if you got polyps or cancer or whatever. I'm like, from reading my poop? It sounds like tea readers, right? Tea leaf readers, people who are like, ah, I will read your fortune. Now these guys are like, I will read your poop and tell you if you've got the fucking cancer. And again, everybody, I'm not going to lie. I would rather have cancer than these dumb blood clots because I had talked to the doctor too about these blood clots I have. I was like, what can I do? And they just stare at you. Yeah, there's really nothing you can do. I'm like, like... There's no foods or things I should do or things I shouldn't do. I'm like, ah, you know, not really. In fact, I'm like, I'm like, well, can you guys do a procedure to remove it? And like, well, that might cause you more problems. I'm like, fuck, why don't I just have cancer then? Just give me fucking cancer. Everybody fucking knows how to deal with goddamn cancer. You can take fucking radiation or surgery. They scope it out. They fucking nuke you to fucking death. But then you're fucking done with it. Instead, I have a goddamn blood clot in my leg for fucking life. I got ones in my lungs for fucking life. Fuck you, medical professionals. Fuck you. That's essentially how I said it to the doctor. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. It's nice to have it done, though. It's nice to know that I'm I'm relatively healthy. It's, it's sad at the same time, though, everybody. It's sad that I'm healthier than 95% of you. Because <laughs> I don't feel healthy. Whatever. Whatever, right, Sadie Dog? So he's like, I don't give a shit. All right. Well, I was talking about my job. My job! And how I've been working a lot of overtime. I've, you know, I've been working like 50, 60 hours a week, right? And to me, that's a lot, right? I know there's some of you out there like, ah, oh, fuck, I do that on the regular all the damn time. And I'm like, okay, I get it. When I worked for Spartan Foods for a day, <laughs> I worked for them for one day. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm never going back. You guys are dicks. This job is shit. And part of it was after 90 days, if you were still around after 90 days, they would do mandatory overtime. Like, they would fucking own you. And I'm not about that life. Like, when I'm doing this overtime for work, it's because my boss asked me, can you do this? I'm like, yep, sure can. But I also want to have the option to say, nope, I can't. Sorry, go fuck yourself. Not going to do it. And uh, that was a problem at Spartan Foods. That also was a problem at Frito-Lay. When I was looking for jobs, I saw many jobs working for Frito-Lay. And they were always like, yeah, usually between 50, 60 hours a week. And, you know, that's the delivery guy, the merchandise, the guy who's driving the fucking Frito-Lay truck going in and stocking the fucking shelves at gas stations and grocery stores all over the great country of America. But there is a plant, a Frito-Lay plant in Topeka, Kansas. I've been to Topeka. It's a shithole. Never go. Unless you want to see the Evil Knievel uh, Museum. That was pretty cool. I will, I will give that to you, Topeka. Your Evil Knievel Museum was pretty sweet. But there's 800 workers who are working at this Frito-Lay factory, and apparently they're working seven days a week, 
up to 12 hour shifts, seven days a week. That's 84 hours. Eat my balls. The union rep there, Anthony Shelton, says they're forcing the current workforce to work double and triple shifts. I don't know how the fuck you force someone to work a triple shift. How, how fucking effective is anybody working 24 hours? You're delusional by the end of it. What's the fucking point? Workers do not have enough time to see their family, do chores around the house, run errands, or even get a healthy night's sleep. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet. In an email to the Washington Post, Frito-Lay said it is committed to providing a safe and fair workplace and that the offer it made Local 218 on July 1st addresses the concerns that have been raised about the Topeka facility. Under the proposed contract, workers would receive a 4% wage increase over the next two years and the work week would be capped at 60 hours. Even 60 hours, that's fucking a lot. Europeans, look at us like, are you fucking lunatics crazy? Why are you working 60 hours a week? Yeah, why would I want to work 60 hours a week at fucking uh, Frito fucking Lay? And even like all that overtime and everything that you get, I mean, like how much of that then is also like getting taxed and you're getting fucked, right? So they're on strike, although apparently 300 of the 850 employees are still reporting for work. I'm about them telling Frito Lay to go fuck themselves, right? Do you think the uh, CEO of Frito-Lay is working 80 hours a week? Fuck no, he's not. How much do you think he's getting paid? All right, now I need to fucking figure this shit out. All right, hold on, everybody. Sorry, I didn't think I was going to go this way. But now I'm fucking going this way. All right. um, Come on, phone. Work fucking with me. My phone's acting stupid lately. All right, free... To lay CEO salary. Let's see what we got here. Uh, one million, almost one and a half million dollars of salary. F- over five million was received as a bonus. <laughs> nine million, over nine million was awarded a stock. And over half a million came from other types of compensation. Fuck. Fuck the guy. Fuck uh, Ramon LaGuardia. Fuck you. Eat my balls, Ramon. Fucking. It's like $15 million this guy's getting to be the goddamn CEO of Freely. Eat my ass. And they're concerned about fucking these guys working 84 hours a week. Eat my asshole. I'm always shocked when people are like, they're they're worried about the minimum wage and, and increasing the minimum wage of $15 an hour. And like these people who own companies, like look at all these guys, these billionaires who all want to go to space for whatever fucking reason right now. I don't understand that at all. The, the billions of dollars that these fuckers are worth. Who needs to be worth a billion dollars? They should almost make it illegal that that you are worth more than ten million dollars. Make it make it illegal. Make it illegal. Do you really need more than ten million dollars? Right? You don't. You really don't need more than fucking a quarter mil. You make a quarter mil a year, you're doing pretty fucking goddamn good. Greed, baby. 
This country runs on greed. And, and don't fucking come at me with capitalism and, you know, if you can make that much and fucking make your money, fuck you and fuck your mom, right? The system isn't developed so that people can fucking uh, live appropriately, live like fucking human beings. Jesus Christ. I live a very modest lifestyle. Everybody should at least live as well as I do. I don't live an extravagant lifestyle. I buy fucking coveralls. <laughs> That's a fucking prize for me. I go to wrestling events. I go to low-level wrestling events. But then I also don't have kids. I don't fucking, uh, I don't have any kind of a debt other than the house. So, you know, I try to do things right. So, fuck me, man. So, good for the workers, man. A lot of people were pissed, too. Well, there were some people who were pissed. And other people that were cool with the, the, that fucking Burger King. I don't know where the hell it was. Where apparently everybody on the shift quit. They all quit at once. There was a mutiny. A mutiny on the, uh, the ship Burger King. On the Burger King ship. And some people were like, fucking dicks. And other people were like, fuck yeah. And I'm like, fuck yeah, right? Because I look at it this way. Burger King can fire you at the drop of a hat. You can quit at the drop of a hat. And if all these people who are all working on the same shift, they all came together and go, yeah, this job is fucking shit. They've been beating our ass. Fuck them. And apparently that's what they did. And I have zero problem with that. Fuck them. If Burger King doesn't want shit like that to happen, they need to have a better goddamn working environment. <clears throat> right? Have, a, have an environment where people don't want to fucking quit. Have an environment where people want to come and fucking work for you. Do people really want to work at Burger King? And I'm not trying to fucking devalue what it is. Burger King, for the most part, is usually a place where young people are working. And if someone's older, it's because they started when the, when they were working there when they were young and they just stuck around and they became managers or whatever. Maybe they became owners. They, they become a franchisee owner. I mean, ultimately, I don't think there's too many people out there who look at working at Burger King as a goddamn career. And again, I'm not trying to belittle it. If that's what you do, good for fucking you. But I'm sure there have been a lot of thoughts in your brain like, fuck this shithole, fuck the Burger King. You know, the same can be said for McDonald's, Wendy's, Arby's, any fast food joint, any restaurant joint. Unless you become a manager, and even then, a lot of these managers are like, ah, fuck. I, I saw that when I worked up for the catering company I did many, many years ago when I lived in Georgia. The guys that were kind of like the managers or the supervisors or whatever, the, the, the ones in charge, the lead caterer. The ones making the decisions, the one making the calls, even they were like, God fucking damn this shit. And I'm sure they weren't making a ton. So good for fucking those guys at Burger King. Fuck them. Fuck them in the goat hole. And by fuck them, I mean Burger King. Fuck Burger King. Fuck uh, Frito-Lay. Fuck the man is what I'm trying to tell you. This is a follow-up to something I talked about yesterday on the... Um, on the Patreon, it was about Richard Sherman. He is the uh, football player who played the majority of his career for the CLC Hawks. The last three years, he's been playing for the San Francisco 49ers. Currently, he is a uh, unrestricted free agent. He is not playing for anybody. And apparently, he got arrested 
uh, Wednesday, yesterday, for uh, what's the term? The term is kind of weird because it's like domestic violence battery or something weird. Um, let me see. It includes a... He was arrested on suspicion of burglary domestic violence. So even though apparently nobody was hurt, it's domestic violence because it was done to family members. The burglary was done towards family members. It's, again, it's all legal horse shit. It's legal horse shit. But apparently during all of it, dude was drunk and uh, nothing ha good happens when you're drunk normally. And clearly it didn't happen for a good old Richard Sherman. He got mad about something. Uh, apparently he was threatening like his wife's uncle. Fighting with the uncle. They were trying to take the keys away from him to the car. They were trying to get the booze away from him. He had like two bottles of booze. He drove. Apparently while he was driving around, he fucking smashed his car into like a cement embankment and like a construction zone. So he's going to get charged for that shit as well. Um, he drove off. I mean, clearly he was drunk. So he drove off. So he, apparently he was going to his in-law's house. At like 2 in the morning or some shit. I don't know what the fuck he was upset about. They basically were probably saying that he was fucking an overrated cornerback. <laughs> and he goes, ah, fuck, what do you mean I'm an overrated cornerback? And with uh, with Richard, I mean, he's known for being a bit of a loudmouth. I mean, he's, he's a very good football player, but he's not, he's not above shit-talking. Not above fucking getting in other players' faces. He's also the uh, vice president for the NFLPA executive committee. So he's a smart dude. I think he, I think he went to Stanford. You know that's that's a school for smarty pants. So he's got to be a relatively smart dude too. But I don't know what the fuck got in what B got in his bonnet because he got hand bone and created problems. I mean, it got to the point when the police were called. They, they fucking sicked a dog on him, too, man. So when you're getting the canine involved, and God knows, maybe it's because they were just eyeballing this dude, and Sherman's a professional football player, so dude's probably pretty jacked. I don't know how big he is, but he looks very muscular. You know, a lot of these cops, they're not fucking jacked. They're probably like, oh, shit, send in the dogs. Uh, Richard Sherman suffered minor cuts to his lower leg caused by the dog and was briefly treated. So who the fuck knows? I feel bad for him, but god damn, man. You can't do shit like this. Because everybody will always look at the opportunity to go, look at these professional athletes. They're all fucking thugs or whatever, this or that. And I'm like, oh, fuck Christ, who the hell knows? If he did something wrong, he did something wrong. His wife is saying that he's a good man or whatever. What did she say here? What did she fucking say here? Does it say here? Um, on the 911 call, she said, he's trying to leave the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. That's always nice. It's all very bad. I, I guess, I mean, he was looking at this. It's like, well... He uh, apparently didn't get injured too bad. He's not dead. He's in custody. Hopefully he's getting sobered up. Maybe this dude's got some sort of weird substance abuse issue. 
Maybe he's an alcoholic and we've just never fucking have seen it. He's only 33, too. And I look at it, he's been playing football for 10 years, professional football for 10 years, but he's still only 33. He's still a young man. Fuck. Get your shit together, Richard. Feel bad for him. All right, I think I'm going to end on this story because I, I find this story cool. And I wish more places would see this and then maybe take advantage of this. There's, um, I don't know where you live. Uh, I live in a community where we got a lot of these book barn things. People have this like little fucking big birdhouse more or less in their front lawn, but it's for books and it's for you to come and take. Like you can take a book and it's yours to keep. You own this book now. And then you can take a book, leave a book. It's that kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, you know, and they're sponsored by like the, library system here in Kent County. I'm like, oh, this is super cool. I mean, you never know what you're going to find. I haven't found anything good in a long time. You know, I, there are several of these book barns near my house. I haven't seen anything good in a while, but it's all free, so it's good. But down in Kalamazoo, they're doing something kind of cool. They're not necessarily doing a book barn thing, although I'm sure they have those down there. They're doing this thing that they're calling it Library of Things. Library of Things. What does that mean, Stu? Well, Library of Things are going to include such items that you can take out. Things like tools, household electronics, cookware, things like that. So I think that's kind of cool, particularly for people who maybe don't have necessarily a lot of money. And uh, they're like, oh, fuck, I need some tools. I need an electric saw. I need whatever to do these projects. I don't want to fucking buy it. Like, I don't even know. Can you rent things like that? I mean, I imagine you probably can, but maybe these people don't even have any money to rent a fucking tool. So, but now you can go to the library and you can fucking take some shit out. The library on their website down in Kalamazoo said, have you ever needed a tool for one project or wanted to try a cooking appliance before investing in it and thought, gee, I wish I could just borrow one. Well, Soon you'll be able to do that at the Kalamazoo Public Library. <coughs> the collection will launch on Monday, August 2nd. And uh, that's going to be at the Downtown Central Library and other things will be offered at, at some of their other locations. Items available for checkout will include things like Jenga giant sets. That's kind of fun. Wiffle ball sets. So it's going to be a lot of activity things. Basketballs, sewing machines, sewing machines, air fryers. I've never had an air fryer. Instapot. The things will be available, be available for checkout from the library either for one day or for three weeks. So that's pretty sweet. That'd be very nice if uh, other libraries could do the same kind of thing. Libraries need to adjust. Because so much of the stuff now is just happening on the internet. A lot of people are just uh, able to get books like uh, on Kindles. You know, they don't necessarily have to go to the library or they'll just buy things online or whatever. It's easy to find things online. So libraries need to adjust and this is a very cool way for them to adjust. So maybe, maybe the Kent... Kent Public Library System will fucking take advantage of this. Maybe you suggest that to your local library and go, hey, have you guys fucking considered doing some shit like this? And then they'll be like, mind your fucking business. We're a library. We deal with books. We're stuck in the past. <laughs> we still have newspapers in the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is it. I am done for today.
I appreciate you guys uh, for listening. If you guys like this bullshit, consider subscribing to the Patreon. It's the same shit, just more of it. It's just five bucks a month. That's one less Big Mac in your life, one less Starbucks coffee in your life. Uh, consider doing it. And uh, occasionally I give out free shit to the Patreon subscribers. Talk to someone who's got a subscription. And they'll be like, yeah, Stu gives us free shit now and then. It's kind of weird. And I'm like, I know it's weird. But I just, I'm not making money off of the Patreon. I'm not getting rich off of this shit. It's not my fucking job. But I enjoy doing it. So uh, consider that if you could. Another podcast that you guys should consider listening to is the Another Episode Podcast. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. They talk about movies that shape their childhood. Every Wednesday they release new episodes. However, this Wednesday Mandy was not there. Mandy couldn't do it. So uh, yours truly, this guy. This guy with two thumbs up is bought, filled in. So me and Matt Harper, we talked about the movie The Cube with Alana Gonzalez. The Cube is a Canadian cult classic, and uh, I'm not going to lie. Weird fucking movie. Weird movie. It is for free. You can find it on Tubi, Voodoo. It's on Amazon Prime. So don't pay for that shit. You can go uh, you watch it for free, and then go listen to us talk about it. Every Wednesday, new episodes. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well, too. So do that if you could. Uh, then we got, uh, the Sunday Slaw, that's Adam House and his wife, Stephanie. They finally made it fucking official. The two of them get together, they eat coleslaw, and they do Facebook Lives of themselves eating coleslaw, and it's a lot of fun. They talk shit. It's good stuff. So go like their Facebook page, the Sunday Slaw, and tell them where they can get some good slaw in the state of Michigan. They'll probably travel for it, so do that. Then I want you to go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. It is a mouthful, I know, but it, you know what else is a mouthful? The goodies that she bakes. She makes some really good treats. So go check out her page, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Buy yourself some baked goods. Buy yourself some crafts. Message her and see what she's got for sale. Mention that you're a listener of the Elemental Podcast and get that 0% discount. Okay, do that for me. Then uh, then we got the whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. Gourmet Donut Shop down there in Forney, Texas. I don't know what else is in Forney, Texas, but they got a gourmet donut shop, the whole thing, Donut Shop. Go down there, go to Dallas, then take a fucking Uber, go over to Forney, find the whole thing, Donut Shop, get yourself a couple gourmet donuts. Your life will be better. Give them a good review on Facebook, on Yelp, on Google, on whatever you use. And life will be good for everybody. Go like their fan page, if nothing else. The whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. And last but not least, my boy, John B. Midgley, has a Facebook page for his magic. He is a magician extraordinaire. And so he made this page so that you can follow along with his uh, magic exploits. He's written a book. He's doing shows. He's very good with the sleight of hand stuff. It's good stuff. So go like his page, Magic JBM. The B stands for badass. So go do that for me if you could as well, too. So, uh, is there something else? No, I think that's it, everybody. I will be back tomorrow for the Patreon. And uh, we'll talk more about some more shit, okay? You guys are great. Have a good one. Oh, uh, sorry. Rewind a little bit. 
August 28th. Put that in your calendar. We'll be doing a live podcast. We're doing another one. We're doing it live. August 28th, live podcast. We're going to have more information for you. But uh, fucking, there you go. All right, now I'm done. I'll see you tomorrow on the Patreon, everybody. We'll see you later. Have a good night. Okay, bye.